Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you as we're making our way through some of the more notable comments from Brandon Bean's press conference yesterday. And year one of the offense under Ken Dorsey was a verified success. Finished second in the league in total offense, seventh in rushing, seventh in passing, second in the league in sack percentage, first in the league in third down conversion rate, ninth in red zone touchdown percentage, and second in total points. However, after the last game of the season, There were some members of the Bills fan base ready to head to the coach's booth with flaming torches and pitchforks. Uh, What did Brandon Bean think of Ken Dorsey's first season as coordinator? Here is his take on his OC. I would hope that I'm a better GM now than I was in 2017 or 2018. And and, um, Ken did a lot of good things. Our offensive numbers are good. Like any time you go through something the first year, I'm sure he felt at times like he was drinking out of a fire hose. You're dealing with different things. But uh, Ken is a hard worker. Um, he's smart. And you got a guy who played the position at a very high level, you know, won national championships on a, a major college team. And that's an asset, too, knowing what, in this case, Josh is going through. And so uh, Ken will be very self-critical. We'll, we'll all put our heads together. Um, you know, of, of, hey, these things went well, um, and these are some areas maybe we, we want to grow. And um, But it's, you know, Sean talks about it's about having the growth mindset, and I believe Ken does have that, and, and we'll continue to look for ways to, to, to help him, and that's our job to kind of support him in that, you know, as he enters year two. That last part of that comment, as he enters year two, I think lends credence to the fact that, Ken Dorsey isn't going anywhere unless he takes a head coaching job. He did interview for the Carolina Panthers head coaching position, um, although it looks like they're leaning towards veteran head coaches who have been head coaches before down there in Carolina. Um, So it sounds like on the outside looking in, he's probably not going to get that job, which would mean he would be back as his second season Um, here. And I'm encouraged by that because – I think with all that he had to learn on the fly growing into the job that he had never done before at this level, the the numbers are pretty good. Like, I understand people were disappointed with a 10-point performance in the divisional playoff, Steve, but uh, like we've said before, I just don't think the players had it to give. The execution wasn't there, and – to point to the coordinator, I think, is a little misguided. I'm not saying he's blameless, but the vast majority of the problems that happen on the field are execution-oriented. And and I would submit that that was the case again last Sunday. Uh, again, not saying Dorsey doesn't have any part in the product on the field. He absolutely does. 
But for a first-year coordinator, second in the league in total offense, second in scoring, you lead the league in third down. They were the only team in the league that converted more than 50% of their third downs this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant to use the last Patriot game, the playoff Dolphin game, or the Cincinnati game in any way, shape, or form as an evaluation. Um, and none of those three games because of where the team was mentally. And uh, even, you know, they scored 35 against the Patriots and 34 against the Dolphins. I'd you know, just throw those games out. Um, they won the Patriot game because two touchdown return kickoffs. And they scored 34 points against the Dolphins team that, you know, and they turned it over three times. Um, they just, this was not the same team that started the season. Um, and what happened in Cincinnati on that Monday night, I think, changed a lot of these guys. And, I, and so you can say what you want about the, how this season ended, and we all get caught up in the latest time, you know, the last game. It's that recency bias, you know, you think about, it and it's like, wow, we've got to change this and this. They don't need to change anything. What they need to do is get some rest and start and build this team for next season with the pieces that you can keep, as many of them as you can. Um, Dorsey and Leslie Frazier are – highly respected around the NFL. It's not like people in Buffalo are the only ones watching these guys. Some other people who actually compete against them got a lot of respect for them and a lot of admiration for what they've been able to accomplish. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've thrown some stinkers up. Yeah, sure. Um, not, as, not too many, given the fact that they've lost, they lost three games in the regular season by a total of eight points. So while it looked at times like they were sputtering, even in their sputtering, they were way better than a lot of other teams that they were facing and a lot of other teams were facing other, in other games across the league. They, this team was elite this year, all the way from start to finish. They started out in L.A. on a Thursday night and crushed that team and started off like gangbusters and kept it going through a tough stretch where they unbelievably lost two games in a row and, like you said, just gave the Minnesota Vikings a win. Um. And still ended up before the Cincinnati games holding the one seed. So uh, the coordinators, yeah, while they'll tell you and they'll know what they need to do to get better, I think it's hard to complain when when they're number two in the league in scoring. They scored more points this year than they did last year when we all thought they were the best thing ever. But the simple fact of the matter is this: the reason this season feels like less of a success than last year is because of the way it ended in the last two or three games and in that last game uh, particularly in the playoffs yeah, it so wasn't an overtime thrilling classic game of a lifetime and and we want to address that now because Brandon Bean was asked to comment on what happened and why the team wasn't playing at a peak performance level and he referenced that in comparison to the previous two seasons Again, this year we, we weren't, when we hit the playoffs, we weren't in a groove the way we were in 2020 or 2021. And um, without going back into that, it, that's you have to set yourself up in the regular season for seeding. And obviously you want the one, so you get that bye. And we were right there going to Cincinnati, and you know we, we lost. It is what it is. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people in this league that would sign up to be the number two seed because you know you're hosting two games as long as you win and a chance if one loses to host all three. And 
that's the that's the easiest route to the Super Bowl. You have to put yourself in that position because yes, you can go on the road and win three games. We've seen that done. That's hard um, to do, but you, you again, you want to be a consistent team. It starts with winning your division every year, getting home playoff games. We've slowly moved up the ranking. We haven't got that one seed yet, but uh, we're going to keep looking at every avenue we can. But I don't I don't want to overreact to one game. Yeah. That's, Overreacting to one game can be dangerous. That's exactly right. You, you're not going to throw out everything that you learned about your team over the last two months uh, because it was a little different in that last game. And I, I don't think there's any question. We all – I think it was different. I don't know if every fan b- agrees with me, but that was a Bills team that didn't look anything like the Bills team who we'd watched play you know, 16, 17 games through the regular season. Didn't look anything like them. Right, and, and you can give some okay. Give Cincinnati some credit, yeah. But sure. that's but come on, that something was out, something was off, and uh, more so than just what Cincinnati could be given credit for. Um, they played good, and they're a really good team, and they're going to continue to be. Uh-huh. But they didn't get the Buffalo Bills that we had seen during the twenty twenty two regular season. No question about it. Uh, one more comment for you to play uh, from Brandon Bean. And it concerns the long-range outlook for Von Miller, who, as we know, is going through rehab for his partially torn ACL and his torn lateral meniscus in his knee. And the projection for uh, how much of the 2023 season we can expect to see Von Miller on the field come September. Here is Brandon Bean's take on that. Yeah, I think Vaughn's in a good spot. I think he's doing well. Um I, I expect him – I'm going to say the same thing. I I expect him for a good portion of 2020. I'm not ruling out all of 2023, but I don't want to say that either. I think it's it's too early. Um, I think I was asking Nate. He's seven weeks. It's crazy how time flies, but that was seven weeks ago that he had that surgery. Right. So seven weeks out, I mean, we've saw him walking around on the sidelines during the playoff games, you know, with his teammates. Um Every case is different, as we know. It took Tredavious White a full calendar year. Brandon Bean did say that Von Miller, having been through this before, because he does have a torn ACL in his history, knows what to expect, and so he's even more encouraged about his recovery than Tredavious, who had never had a major injury in his life. It, it was also a partial tear, not a full tear. Right. And that I think that is a a big difference in the, the recovery and the procedures and the prognosis and all of that. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully all things considered and knowing Von Miller's positive outlook on just about everything, including negative events like pairing your ACL in a football game. Um, hopefully. Yeah. He's available for the majority of the 2023 season. I think most would agree. The most important thing is for him to be available down the stretch and the playoffs because his presence was sorely missed come the postseason. We have to take a break here. When we come back, we'll get you some thoughts on the tweet sheet uh, to our comments today, along with our Twitter question, which is, after hearing Brandon Bean, what do you expect from the Bills this offseason? That's coming up next here on One Bills Live. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.